The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. I thank you for tuning into our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana neighbors, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with the beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about emotional contagion, which is one of the most powerful forces at play in society and in politics today throughout our world. So stay tuned for some interesting information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, April the 8th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the April issue, the best of times, at one of our 270 distribution locations. We do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you're unable to find a co- printed copy at one of our 270 distribution locations, please remember to visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues of our magazine, as well as the 2023 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Be sure to pick up the newly updated and revised 2023 Silver Pages Senior Research Directory at some of our 270 distribution locations. It was uh, distributed on March the 1st, but there are still available copies at some of our locations uh, throughout the Shreveport, Bossier, and surrounding area. Remember, you're unable to find a copy. You can visit our website to view it at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. Our friends at Ernest Arlene's offers the best of times special dinner each and every Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to closing with fabulous meals at highly discounted price of only $25. It is highly recommended due to the popularity of this Thursday night special to make advance reservations by calling 318-226-1325. Again, that's 318-226-1325. Mark your calendars on Saturday, April the 15th from 9 a.m. to 12 noon at Sheriff Safety Town located at 8910 Jurella in Shreveport. There will be a shredding event, a free shredding event for you to bring unwanted documents and sensitive information for them to be destroyed on site by a professional shredding company. This event is free and open to the public, but we do ask that you make pre-registration by calling toll free. 877-926-8300. That's 877-926-8300. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tennessee Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel.
Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana at Abertstown and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a special guest. This is Dr. Bruce Hutchinson, who is a retired clinical psychologist and an author, and he's going to discuss emotional contagion, one of the most powerful forces at play in society and in politics today and in our world. So thank you, Doctor, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Uh, thank you, Gary. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. So, uh, of course, I invited you to, to discuss your book. It, it, everyone, I've read it. It's a little complex, quite interesting, but I think it has a lot of provoking information and provoking thoughts that uh, many of us have not thought about. And I, I, I it, it pleased me, and I highly recommend to people to pick it up, especially uh, once you hear some of some of his uh, opening statements. So, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I'm a retired clinical psychologist. I've had over 55 years, five zero years experience as a clinical psychologist. I've worked in prisons and hospitals and in private practice. Um, I've served on boards. I've given talks. Uh, and I'm familiar with, with emotions. And, uh, you know, I'm a Canadian in Canada, so, um, so, but I do have a very strong interest in the U.S. and the politics and in political situations around the world. And um, I've been concerned over the years that, you know, psychologists, we know about how to handle emotions and how to handle situations and how to help people with uh, their lives. But, you know, somehow the, the field of politics seems to kind of... Um, Stay away from our focus, so we stay away from them. I'm not sure what it is, but um, I know there's a, a branch of political psychology, so my apologies to anyone who's in that field. Um, but I think what we need is a self-help book for society. And so that's what I've written here, um, you know, because there's a lot of emotions going on in society right now. And we talk about turmoil, um, and we talk about you know, um, how things are upsetting to people, and, and and those all involve emotions. And unless we talk about the emotions, you know, it's, uh, we don't deal with them. And um, why do we talk about emotions? Because that's what makes us upset. That's what puts us into turmoil. And we can handle the emotions. There's ways to handle them, to regulate them, to manage them. And, um, and when it comes down to the area of how politics involves us in emotions, it's important to work on how to handle those. And that's what I want to comment to my listeners. Before before I forget, I, I don't think I even mentioned the title of his book. The, the title of the book is Emotions Don't Think, Emotional Contagion in a Time of Turmoil. So I want to compliment you, though. His book talks in great detail about examples of all types of emotions and, and how they affect, but uh, toward the latter part of the book gives helpful hints about handling these handling these emotions, which I thought was quite interesting and and give and gives you practical uh, guidelines for for individuals as well as hopefully politicians and leaders and others to to way to make decisions not just on emotions but to, to evaluate it. Is that right? Right, right, exactly, exactly, um, and that's that's the important part. Um, so, interspersed with various places in the book, I do talk about 
how I found all the emotional contagion. Um, and, um, you know, but it comes in at, in the last five chapters, a specific area of managing and handling overcoming emotional contagion. Now, don't get me wrong, emotional contagion is a positive thing. Um, and in many ways, um, many people know what it's like to fall in love and to, you know, have positive feelings from each other and, uh, to share good feelings. And that's a positive thing. In fact, that's a, a essential, um, for, for life and society. So we all, we're all familiar with these things, but, you know, we can also feel negative emotions coming forth a lot and they can be contagious as well. So one one thing, but I, I want to I want to talk about before we go into some of the depth is some of the one statements you made, which caught my attention in reading this book. It's right at the beginning. You start out by saying that we live in a time when the world is facing an invisible enemy. And you added that negative emotional contagion is the most powerful, destructive force known to human beings. So add a little bit on that particular thought. Yeah, right. Well, um, we, most of us know about fear, and yeah. um, we don't have to look any further than over in Ukraine and Russia these days to see, you know, how did that situation start? Um, was it the fear in, you know, the Russian leader, I don't want to name anyone at this point, um, that caused this? Was that fear rational or irrational? Um, and, and so there's a lot of what I mean by that is that most wars in, in in our history have been caused by fear and other emotions, anger, rage, um, and, and so on. And if it weren't for those emotions, and, and those emotions will be contagious and spread to the public who catches them, maybe the public already has those feelings uh, to start with as possible too. So uh, as a result, People react to those, and it builds up, and the contagion happens. And when you get that, you can see it happen. You can feel it happening around uh, these days. And so, you know, we live in a very emotional time. And my concern is that the emotions will has produced the, the wars and the millions of deaths over the history of mankind. Uh, sorry, the history of humankind. Um, and... Uh, I don't know what phrase they use these days, but that's certainly an important one to work on changing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a that's a factor, but people don't talk about that. You know, um, if people can manage the fear and the anger and the rage and the hate uh, and tone it down, um, then we wouldn't have all the uproar we have. We still have issues, or we still have some some periods of, of upset times, but it wouldn't be as strong. And it wouldn't cause all these uh, wars and, and uh, um, bad episodes that happen. Well, I definitely agree with some of your statements here. In my recollection, I'm looking at some of these wars, but primarily just even looking at World War One and World War Two, they definitely were emotional driven without any thought. I mean, I hate to say World War mm-hmm. One was a wasted war um, on yeah. all sides and caused by a trivial condition and just blew out of a portion i mean i hate to say that that i mean i'm, I'm sure that scholars and, and people analyzed it. it was you know whose whose gun is bigger than the other well, of course it was fear but you can probably uh being a clinical psychologist you could probably 
tell more more about that than us. But likewise, World War Two, emotions of Nazi Germany and Hitler. I mean, he spread yeah. the bread, the the lies, and et cetera, to fire up the people to think that you know they were the race and they they had to eliminate, they had to conquer the world, right? Yeah, exactly. They felt like they had to conquer the world, but, uh, you know, that's not going to happen. It never happened, and I don't think it ever will, that any one culture or race will conquer the world. Um, you know, people are smart enough to realize that, and uh, they're not going to let themselves be conquered. Um, so, yeah, this is interesting stuff, isn't it? And it can be uh, controversial and stimulating, so, uh, yeah. So has it has it been scientifically proven, emotional contagion? Has it been scientifically proven? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of research in psychology and other fields that show how how um, emotions can spread. Uh, emotions will rub off on us, and there's a lot of research that shows that it's a real phenomenon. It's also shown to be. Um, something that can be proven physiologically because there are mirror neurons uh, in the bodies that they just discovered, you know, 10, 20 years ago, whenever it was. Um, but recently, that, that showed that when when you're observing someone having an emotion, um, then that kind of triggers off similar emotions inside yourself, even though you're not necessarily involved. You can just be witnessing something. Um, I give the example in my book of... of Someone is always hearing a, a conversation at a, at a cafeteria where the, the, the other conversation is in some argument and heated discussion and of, of issues. And if a person is kind of susceptible to, to that, they, they will then be absorbing those emotions and, and, and that we hear about in the other table, in a, in a cafeteria, for example. Uh, and that might change their mood. So, yeah, and... Um, so, yeah, they've, uh, they've investigated this uh, a lot, and it shows that, for example, if you're living with a depressed roommate, that prob- probably you would also get some depression oh. because, you're just, because you observe it, right? Because you're you observe there. it, you're there, so you catch that particular negative feeling, those emotions, which I tell people that when you're around negative people, when you're a highly emotional people, you're going to eventually catch on, which rightly or wrongly, probably wrongly it's going to be, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you also catch positive emotions, too, of course. And so, you know, if people are happy, then likely you'll be happier, too. And you can be stimulated. You can feel better. Um, so by catching someone else's positive feelings. And so that will help with productivity in a workplace. That will help with the mood in the workplace that so people are positive. And so we encourage people to be positive in, a, in an emotional sense in a, in a workplace. And uh, so... Yeah, that can be really helpful. Right. So one thing I wanted to emphasize, which I read in your book quite a bit, you talk about, uh, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic, that that had caused a lot of emotions on all sides. I think it was probably uh, exponentially uh, increased throughout the world. Uh, yes. Which, let's just talk a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree that, um, you know, there was a lot of, Fear and concern about, still is to somewhat, to about um, the illness that could be fatal. There were a lot of deaths. Um, it's tragic, and my condolences to people who may be listening who may have had those issues in their family. Most of us here in Canada have had people who have um, 
had COVID and, and passed away. It's a very sad time that affected most of us. And so those those feelings um, are there in society. And, uh, you know, because emotions are unconscious, they're invisible, we don't see them. But we can feel them inside our bodies. And uh, during the pandemic, there was a lot of emotions flying high and people were scared. They were um, buying a lot of toilet paper and things like that. Was that happening with you guys, too? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and, um, so people want, didn't want to feel left out. They wanted to be concerned and they thought people were doing something smart and wise. So they saw this happening and they bought toilet paper as well. And, um, so, yeah, um, turns out we didn't need it, but, uh, well, we needed it just the same amount as normal, but, uh, yeah. Well, the grasping, um, the the fear, I'm, 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 and you mentioned in your book, in so many words or less, that uh, the, the emotions were so high that they made quick decisions based upon not thinking, right? Not not yeah, analyzing right, the yeah. situation. They just make their emotions and just quickly make a decision without even any rationale, any judgment. I mean, I mean why do you need uh, uh, forty thousand pa- packages of toilet paper at home? People would buy it, hoard them. You know, uh, to their ceiling. You know, they're thinking that's gonna, it's going to be uh, the the last of all toilet paper being made in the world. And the other thing is about PPP stuff, about about uh, sanitary stuff yeah. to clean things. I mean, it was like a shortage everywhere in the United States and Canada and throughout the world. Of them, the shortage of those particular items were just like you know, it was. I would say panicky. Did we really well, need all that, or be? what? Yeah, because people were afraid of dying, and. Um, you know, it was very panicking, and, and uh, but panic, you know, produces its own feelings and its own thoughts. And when you panic, you think, oh, I've got to get this right away, right away, right away. But well, we have to ask yourself, why? Is this true? Do you really have to get it right now, or is that just your panic talking? No, you it know. Maybe just your panic talking, right? And the other situation about, you know, whether to, to get the vaccine or not, and, and people were. Uh, being isolated and being and being belittled, you might say, if they didn't do it, yeah. and, and you know that kind of scenario, there became uh, uh, disagreements between family members, friends, etc. If you did or did not, you can't come over to visit. And I mean, that, those emotions and what whether it was correct or not, uh, I'll still think today we don't know uh, some of those particular items. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So there's a lot of um, unknown stuff, and um, and people panic and make up their own decisions when there's uh, they think they don't have situations straight. And then there's a lot of suspicion and cynicism, and those are contagious feelings as well. And um, you know, contagion travels around very quickly, very easily. Uh, it can travel around through social media, through um, Television, movies. Uh, there's so many movies out now about um, various alternative ways of living. Um, in other words, movies like The Avatar. Oh yeah. Uh, show yeah, and a lot of movies are science fiction type now, and uh, uh, compared to earlier days. And so people want an alternate reality, I think, and um, they don't necessarily know if they can trust the reality anymore. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of discussion about that in the media and stuff. What's real? What's not real? 
we've gone through so many so many changes in the last ten, twenty years. I think we're hard right to keep up with it. Right. Um, one one thing that you mentioned throughout your book, and it, it's a catchphrase, it's a title of your book, is your, your phrase that emotions don't think. And I, I noticed in several places that you said that it spread from one person to another so one can get infected by just one and it increases. So uh, I yeah. thought that was fascinating that, you know, it just takes one and that the next person feels it's ap- apropos. They'll accept it without even thinking right without even analyzing yeah. situation so it goes yeah. Yeah. it increases yeah. ex- exponentially and then using those emotions people make decisions but they should have they, they should have just based it on the emotion they should research the item right yeah right right research it and think about it use critical thinking to think about it and uh, not just go with the flow and uh just go with your feelings about something because the feelings, you know, emotions don't think. And uh, emotions can give you, you know, guidelines or hints, um, but then it's up to the mind to think it through. To think it through is so much in the way that uh, emotions bring, like fear, that um, hate, anger, that there's no thought for those emotions or those, those, um, those beliefs that come from it. Instead, we have to think about it. Um, and that comes when people are having issues with with the contentious, controversial topics like racism and abortion and you know, vaccinations have become uh, into those areas. And that brings up a lot of emotion in people. And then they just react from their emotion. Um, and um, we see that, in unfortunately and tragically, in some of the, the shootings that go on. And when people are vulnerable... Uh, they just get quickly emotional and have a quick reaction to something. Uh, and revenge takes over, and uh, that's very sad. It's better to talk it forth, talk it through, and uh, think about it. But some people are not able to talk about their feelings or their emotions, and um, because it's not talked about very much in in politics or in the news. If at all, did you say that you've never talked about this topic before in all the history of all your different radio shows? Right. Yeah. So, um, and we hardly ever see it in the news, uh, although there's a lot of talk about emotions, but they just don't use that word. Nope. Um, yeah, there's turmoil, there's all kinds of things that people talk about, um, and uh, drama is a particularly emotional. People, I think, are addicted to this thing, and there's a drama in, in, in the media, in the news. And uh, and then the news wants to get all the viewers and readers they can, so they ramp up the drama, and um, and then they charge more for their uh, commercials and and so on, and so um, and just the cycle the cycle builds up, and then before you know it, the you know there's talk of of uh, insurrections and 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 all kinds of bad things that could happen. All comes comes from emotion, right? And. Well- uh, well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now I work from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tiny Country Rush Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. 
Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, standing country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today as a special guest is Dr. Bruce Hutchinson, who is a retired clinical psychologist and author, and he's discussing emotional contagion, one of the most powerful forces at play in society and in politics today in our world. And he's discussing his book, Emotions Don't Think, Emotional Contagion in a Time of Turmoil. So thank you, Doctor, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Okay, Gary. One small correction. My name is Pat Chisson. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if anyone's searching out my book and wants to do it by name, Pat Chisson. You won't find it under any other name. So uh, anyway, yeah, welcome. I'm glad that uh, we're talking again, and uh, let's carry on. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the aspects of uh, of the book that I found fascinating. Was one people you say you you comment that people are strong believers and get emotional about what they believe. So when criticized their emotions, they get riled up and emotion drive to actions. But we do need to manage those, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're believers of a a political candidate, a particular uh, uh, bill, uh, legislation, or organization, but they get riled up about it whether they don't even know the details about sometimes, right? Is that what you're saying? Right, right, right. They get riled up about one small part of it somehow, and that can rile them up and get they get upset. And they may not know the details very much, and... and, uh, it's all magnified and exaggerated sometimes. Now, people may disagree with that because it may mean a lot to them, whatever the issue or the topic was. And so, um, but that disagreement is probably, I mean, that's okay. We can disagree on things. But on the other hand, it may be um, that people are not realizing that they haven't uh, dealt with everything. People will, will react to one small thing. And um, one emotion that's particularly interesting that can be related to a political position is the emotion of disgust, and um, oh. how people how people will react to something that's rarely talked about on radio or TV. And I'll just mention it very quickly: a dirty toilet. How someone reacts to a dirty <laughs> toilet will predict how they're going to vote politically. Ah. Well, that seems to make no sense. No, it doesn't. No, but yet there's some connection there, some connection there. So how people will handle disgusting things like dirt and germs and so on might um, predict their political viewpoints. Hmm. That's a that's an interesting comparison analogy. I never thought about that. The disgust of that politician, uh, it, it's really... Uh, and they just want to make a change. Hope is that is that what you're trying to say? Um. Well, something like that. But they that will that I discussed will quickly produce um, an emotional reaction. Now, disgust could come, for example, with a controversy about wearing masks, um, you yes. know, to prevent the, the COVID issue. Um, and so some people might think, well, that's a personal thing. It affects the body, and it affects bodily fluids. Now, disgust usually comes in relation to bodily fluids, which are rarely discussed in, a, in, right. a, in any kind of media for, version, right? Right. And uh, so, um, but yet, 
that can be behind some of the feelings about buying so much toilet paper, wearing <laughs> masks. Um, it, it all relates to disgust because you can get disgusted over things like sputum and, and things like that. So, But we don't mention it. We don't talk about it. Um, but masks could produce that kind of disgust or feel. feel. It's hard to say. It's kind of a very private thing that shows up in, in public when people are wearing a mask. And um, it doesn't make much sense because we know the mask is out there to prevent um, people from getting COVID. Um, so it's uh, irrational and, and uh, you know, and it's only in theory. I haven't seen any research that proves that that's a factor. But um, certainly it's um, something to be concerned about and let me, to be aware of. Let me, let me uh, change a little topic here uh, regarding I found a statement that um, in in your book that was a little depressing but I think it's happening and I'm going to ask your opinion do you feel that there's more pessimism in the world cynicism depression fear hate panic anxiety discussion suspicions in 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 our world is it increasing in the past few years yeah all those things and it goes to the increase in depression and anxiety and mental illness uh, as we've seen uh, in the past few years, um, even mental illness can be um, contagious as uh, emotions can run rampant in life and in feelings. And when people have uh, issues of um, mental illness, people can develop what's called a shared psychosis. Um, vulnerable or weakened people are more likely to succumb under um, persuasion and strong kinds of arguments. Uh, and this is according to what Bandy Lee has talked about, the psychiatrist who wrote about um, these kinds of things. Um, and um, so people can then develop an irresistible attraction to pathology. Hmm. Uh, and the effect of a strong, forceful, dominating personality can be part of that. And um, certainly we saw these kinds of things in the January 6th insurrection attempt. And I think this comes from toxic emotional contagion as um, these it, these feelings can be shared through um, emotional contagion. Wow. So one other, one other comment that you made in your book that I thought struck me, it says, our society is clearly off balance and in turmoil. So why did you say this? In turmoil, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, that insurrection attempt was the first time in how many years that that's happened? Um, People have become um, more emotional as they've been attracted to emotions through social media. And and there's been more protests, more emotions in the last 20 years. Uh, And certainly, even going back, and we've always had emotions with us, of course, and it's always been there in the news and the politics. But I think it's spread uh, over the last 20 years or more, um, you know, with the war in Iraq and, uh, um, you know, things happening 9-11 and uh, all the trauma that people have have experienced, uh, the financial breakdown in 2008 and... uh, uh, all the different uh, emotions that we saw throughout um, the world and, and uh, 
different things like that, and that affects us all in in, in populating the population. There's an emotional residue to things that go on, and, and it affects um, families. Now, we've seen it happen where there's more arguments in families and um, perhaps more breakdowns and more people having depression and anxiety. Those those issues are getting stronger now, and uh, so um, it, I think people pick up feelings in society. Now, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of positive things going on as well, and we have to remember that, that people are still there having good times and enjoying things. Um, and baseball season starts today, and uh, so uh, and we're all looking forward to different kinds of good feelings that we can have, and we still have in, in life, and it's still there. We all enjoy things, but, but, uh, but unfortunately, we, we tend to forget that uh, yes. the news has to be news, right? Well, that's why and, we, uh, in our magazine, everything's called The Best of Times and The Best of Times yeah. Radio. We try to make it the best of times, and uh, and uh, sure. these people that sure. emphasize negatives in media, and you know, we want to we want to show the, the good points. I mean, yes, there are bad people. Well, why, why emphasize those? Why bring those up? And you're right. The turmoil, the disgust, the... The racism, the strong feelings of hate, it seems like to, to, to uh, the media picks up on those and the people love it and then it increases because of more people hear about it. Throughout yeah, yeah. Uh, many places in your book, I thought it was quite interesting. I never thought of this until I read your book, is that using emotions to vote for a candidate it, it is not the best thing. And you, you say, yeah. rather use your mind to evaluate the candidates' histories, voting patterns, et cetera. But I do feel now in thinking about the many years that people just vote on the person based upon their emotions or their affiliation. They don't know anything about the individual that's running, right? Right, right, right. Uh, the political psychologists will say things like, um, how citizens form their opinions about who to vote for based upon things like, you know, they're wearing a judicial robe or you know, they have a certain skin color or they have a deep voice, uh, a name that's easy to pronounce. You usually don't find candidates for a president or in top positions having three or four syllables to their last name. Um, and so, you know, people who are taller, shape of their face, those are all important factors uh, about who gets elected president. But no one's going to say, I've voted for so long because he had a noble face. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We know in psychology that people don't really know why they do things. Um, But, yeah, it's hard. And uh, there's a a, um, political psychologist who says that one of the reasons that the... uh, uh, orange-headed president got elected was because uh, his name appeared first on the ballot in some most of the areas where he won the state. Uh, he was listed first in all the states he won with narrow margins. And so name comes first. It's a short name. It's easy to vote for. You've heard of, you've heard of him a lot. So you go, eh, okay, he's the guy. That's it. That's not the way to make a political decision, right? That's right. And, um, because that's based upon emotion, familiarity, uh, things like that. So I say that poetry um, will will usually be a factor in choosing who people are going to vote for more than policy, mm-hmm. um, because it's all these different uh, emotional factors. The underlying emotion 
drives uh, political thought and uh, um, things like that. And the emotions are embedded in the politician's political stance. And, um, you know, when you think of it, I've usually predicted the winner of an election based upon how emotional they are, how how people <laughs> respond to them emotionally. Hmm, that's um, amazing. You know, you've heard the talk that people like to, to vote for the president when they felt like they could have a beer with him and talk to him as a normal guy. <laughs> and then they want to vote for him, right? right? And that's the same kind of thing. And it's kind of like an emotional thing, comfort, familiarity, acceptance, uh, feeling, feeling good. And, um, but that's not any reason to vote for someone. That's true. When you think about it. That's right. It. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now I work my sponsors and advertisers who can make this radio show possible. You're listening to the best of times radio while we're here on News Radio 710 Keel, probably presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tony Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Emotional on the other side that uh, I don't believe what he's saying whatsoever. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, so give our give our listeners and myself a closing thought about about your book and why should they pick it up and read it? Well, because it's important to learn how to handle the emotions in our life, in relationships, in workplaces, and in politics. Um, because we don't want to use our emotions to think. We want to use our mind to think. But you can take guidance on your emotions and uh, use them as a clue, like there's some kind of clue going on because you're feeling a certain way. Uh, that can be ways that the brain is warning you of things because the amygdala in the brain will give us quick warnings of things going on, but then the brain has to think it through um, and, and react to it. People can be afraid of kittens, um, and um, most of us have come across a kitten at one time or another, but I've never heard of anyone getting injured by one, but um, it's always the first time. But the point I'm making is that people can be afraid of things. You know, you've heard of phobias. People can be afraid of things that well, there's not much in the sense of the logic to it. So you have to think about it. Think it through. Um, is a kitten going to be, you know, dangerous? It might be a case where a kitten draws blood, um, and uh, so that can happen because of sharp claws or sharp teeth. Um, but you know that's okay. Um, <laughs> bit of blood is normal. That's okay. It's not a bad thing, but we have to be aware of it and and wash it off and make sure everything's safe and things like that. That's no reason to be afraid of all kittens. And so that's a phobia, and we can learn about things through examples like that and take that example to many other uh, situations in life. And um, so just kind of just give yourself uh, some breathing space, just take, take a deep breath, ask yourself, is there another way to think about this? Um, do I have to be so emotional right now? What would be the advantage of um, being more relaxed? Um, what would be the danger of being so emotional? Could I make a wrong decision? So, yeah, just take some time and quickly relax. Uh, that seems like an oxymoron because it's hard to quickly relax. Just take a deep breath and just for a second and relax. It takes a few seconds and then you can calm yourself down and you're likely going to make a better thought as you're thinking things through. 
Well, thank you, Doctor, for joining us today. It was quite educational. Again, I, I encourage my listeners to pick up his book. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time and effort to be on our radio show to give us a little bit of the rest of the story about your book and your thoughts. Again, best wishes to you, and thank you again for appearing on our show today. Okay, thank you very much for inviting me, Gary. Have a okay, great day. Okay, so the book is Emotions Don't Think. Yeah, okay, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hello, everyone. Remember to tell your friends to listen to our radio show next week for information that could benefit them or their loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of our Best of Times magazine at our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Caligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure and tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 1017 FM and 710 Keel.